It's time for Tales of Terror, only on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome now, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Federal notes won't do, oh no. They have no value wherever we go. We'd much prefer barter. A bottle of bubbly. A can of creamed corn. A box of bullets to see our show. Good evening, gentlemen. Welcome to the corner of art and commerce. Being for the benefit of the Happy Valley Militia, protectors of this realm, we offer you celebration in a time of tragedy, fun in a time of famine, pleasure in a time of great pain. Booze, chicks, and good times? Good gentlemen, we have that to offer and more. Come inside. Total security, total comfort. I recognize you both... Don't think I cannot see through the rags and the saggy eyes of weary travelers. Ah, uh, you recognize us? Certainly I do. You are artists. I thought we were gentlemen. Ah, two sides of the same coin, my friends. It is good to come upon two men who can no doubt appreciate the artistry of our performers. All we ask is a token in the currency of the realm. What is the currency of the realm? The stuff of life. What have you to offer? Merely a token to cover our expenses? While within you may trade what you have for what you need. Got a gold watch off a Canadian deserter. No need for time here, except where the sun sits in the sky. It's night. Then we have no need to tell the hour until the sun returns. Yes? Oi, Tom Stoppard called mate. He wants his characters back. Excuse me, friend? Never mind. Let's just get to the rapiers and rape bit. Hey... I've got an idea. How about you comp our admission and we'll consider trading you a tractor trailer of beer and a rolling crystal meth lab for the things we need. You, sirs, have no sense of theater. But I appreciate your candor. Pleased to meet you both. Hope you guessed my name. Come inside, come inside. Thank you. Welcome now, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come and see the show, come and see the show. Tits and pancake batter. This looks like a bloody beer commercial. If Hank Williams is here, I'll be taking leave from this operation, sir. Check this little-looking bloke off to the side. He's pacing us. I saw the marker throw him a look when I mentioned the trailer. He overheard us. So far, so good. You have a trace of moral outrage on your bottom lip there, Mr. Grant. Wipe it off before they spot it. So this is what we've come to. In any society, there will always be sin. Sodom is not a city. It's a state of mind. It's like the midway in a carny. Instead of stuffed animals, it's just cases of booze. Women dancing in cages, men dancing in cages. Well... At least it's equal opportunity exploitation. That one over there is quite nice. I think she has a future on the stage. <clears throat> Come on, mate. I was in Mogadishu in Sarajevo. I've had barracks parties wilder than this. Mr. Surly is coming up. Keep an eye right. We'll be in watch. Where? One o'clock high and five o'clock. 
Walter. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. You are now under the protection of the Happy Valley Militia. Leave your fears at the door and feel free to find your wild side tonight, gentlemen. Yeah, well, we got that bit from Captain Thespian outside. Nice place you've got here. You like our little oasis? <laughs> you've only seen the marketplace. Who's your asylum friend? You look a little lost. What can we find for you? It's a bit overwhelming. I don't know where to start. Don't worry. This whole area is secure. Is it? Oh, absolutely. Shooters in every corner, customer servants, all over the grounds. No one gets in or out without our notice. And we noticed that you came mentioning a substantial trade-off. We did. You guys are quick. We are vigilant. Our clan salvaged a warehouse up near the Algonquin Valley, and we've got more merchandise than we really want to warehouse. We met a guy in Springtown who said you folks might want a deal. A guy in Springtown, huh? Hmm, who could that be? I didn't catch a name. Large bloke with like 60 rings in his left ear and a nose full of metal pens. Looked like someone got drunk and scribbled all over his arms. Luther. When did you last see him? Little over 36 hours ago. He was asking about some girl. He looked pretty banged up, so we took him in, fed him, and sent him off with a medikit and some power bars. He was really insistent about finding that girl. He didn't want to talk about that. He's one of your boys. Typical. Yeah, he's he's one of our boys. Thanks for taking care of him. And you said you you had beer and rock candy? Aye. Nearby? A day ride north or so. Good beer? Meat. I have a feeling your definition of good beer might be a bit different from mine. Why is that? Because I come from a clown that thinks American beer is what comes out of a good Scotsman the morning after he drinks the real stuff. Oh, you're not American, then? Why? Is that necessary? Easy now. It's not important. At least he speaks English. Barely. What are you gentlemen looking for in trade? Ammunition. Food. Maybe some office supplies. Pens and staplers. That lot. Medical supplies. We've got civilians, old folks, kids. Huh. How many? The camp has about a hundred total. Interesting. You say this is up near Springtown. Is that near Fairthy? Nearer to that than Wishwell, I guess. But it's probably a half-day walk from Fairthy. Interesting. It sure is. Now listen, it's going to be dark soon, and that's when the real shows begin. I'm guessing you don't have a place for the night out there. Not yet. We figured they would sleep in the trees out near our right. We're not set up for trading. We just wanted to know if that guy was right about there being a circus like this somewhere. You know, I'm a bit peckish, and I smell deep-fried something or other. From the look of it, deep-fried everything. Where did all these people come from? Why don't you and your friend head over to Cheesesteak Eddie's and grab some dinner? Tell them the general sent you, and they'll take care of everything you need. Look around, relax a bit, and we'll talk again. The generals. Got it. Thanks. Cheesesteak Eddie's, eh? I love this country. The only things to survive the zombie apocalypse. Drink, drugs, bugs, prostitution, and corporate branding and imaging. Bloody wonderful. You forgot the enduring human spirit. Our capacity to help our fellow humans against a common threat. Your president said that. I think you just read something out of a movie where a giant space turd was going to fall on everybody. Turds fall on, mate. 
Looks like every man for his... Hello, boys. Welcome to the party. My name is Rose. Hello, Rose. I'm the doctor. Hmm. Oh, a doctor. You're worth your weight in gold around here, handsome. Well, I'm not that kind of doctor. More sciencey things, working with the limits and, you know, those metal balls, like, mm. that make lightning. Interesting. Things that click and whir and bubble and require slide rules and pocket calculator. But are you looking for something or are you just frisking me? Just keeping warm. I love your accent. I'm quite fond of yours as well. Where are you boys headed? Cheesesteaks, I think. Oh, my girlfriend Joe and I were on our way out to eat. Dressed like that? I thought you'd be headed to a club. Or a street corner. Oh, come on now. Sorry, this is my traveling companion, Jamie Grant. Just call me Grant. Grant. I know my friend Joe will love that adorable salt pepper beard. You look like you work hard. Yes, ma'am. I do. Listen, boys. We've been on our feet all day. We're just dying to just relax and, you know, kick back. Would you mind if we joined you for dinner? I don't want to impose. Absolutely not. The general said we'd be taking good care of tonight. Well, if that's what the generals want, then that's what you get. I'm going to go get Joe. Don't you dare start the fun without us. Right, we'll meet up in a bit then. My friend and I need to get flowers and Viagra and disinfectant. <clears throat> the TARDIS called Doctor. It wants its characters back. It's all bloody role playing, isn't it? She's doing it, we're doing it. You can see it behind her eyes. Nothing about this is real, mate. I know we're here for a reason, but just for a little while. Let's just agree to lie to each other for a bit. It's just not in my programming, sir. <sighs> May as well just call you K9 then. Come on. Let's get a bite and learn the lay of the land, so to speak. <laughs> oh. I was sitting in a basement pub with three of my mates, staring out the window at Oxford Street where all the pretty rich girls paraded. All I could see were these long stocking legs and high heels marching to and fro, swinging ritzy little shopping bags. About three pints in or so, I hear this yell from out the way. Next thing, there's high-pitched screaming, jumping about, and then I see a shop buggy, a bell, shopping cart, rolling up the sidewalk, pushed by some bloke in a clown suit. In the buggy was this pasty white naked man, arse-pointed starboard toward the pub window, pressing through the crossbars of the cart. <laughs> it took a right down our alley, and we watched it pass every window in the place until the clown dripped over his shoes near Picker's end, and the buggy rolled down a sharp hill into Fairlight Street, where it slammed into a town car packed with nuns and schoolgirls. Me and Pat threw the man up out of the basket and folded him over the side of the town car with his freezing twig and berries pressed against Mother Superior's side window. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Well, you're not all right. I was actually the bloke in the buggy. <laughs> oh. 
like that, did you? Pour me another scotch and I'll tell you another one. Absolutely, Doctor. Oh, I love it when you call me that. How do you know the Doctor, Grant? Oh, we served together in uh, Iraq. I thought you looked GI. North or South? Uh, North, actually. We spent most of our time herding Kurds, as they say. I'll bet you'd prefer being back there than stuck in this awful lawless jungle. Yeah, well... Excuse me. Yes? Sorry to bug you, but I heard you might have seen my brother out there on the road. His name is Luther. They sent him on a mission and they said you might have run into him. Your brother, huh? My older brother. Kind of looks like me without the hair. Bigger, he's got... Lots of metal in his face. You've seen him? Uh, yeah, kid. Briefly. What was he doing out there? He seemed exhausted. He works for the generals. He used to be a track in the army, so they sent him out to find someone who got lost. Got lost, huh? How old are you, kid? Sixteen. How did he look? Did he say where he was going or when he'd be back here? No. Sorry, kid. Who is he going after? He was well-heeled for a tracker. I don't know. It's just what he does. Well met and huzzah, gentlemen. I see you found an oasis in this vast desert. You can clock out now. We bought the ticket already. Yeah, well, it's a living, you know? Man, my dogs are barking. Mind if I sit down? Wow. You've got the good stuff. The general said they take good care of us. There they are. Hey, Benton. Yes, sir? I thought my job ended when yours started. Uh, I was just... I was just asking about... We don't keep you around for conversation, Benton. And your brother isn't here to pay your way. So get to work and let the big people talk, okay? Hey, take it easy on the kid. On my way, sir. Kid was looking for his brother. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people out there looking for someone. And I'm sure someone here tonight is looking for him. What do you mean by that? Hey, Hugh. How are you? I am tired, Miss Joe. I'm so looking forward to pulling up stakes and rolling west. If you boys don't mind me talking a bit of shop, I don't think there's a rube left in this town with anything to squeeze. Looks like everyone here is either drunk or on the make. Mostly both. What's not to love? Well, there was a time when we could ask for a case of whatever for a pallet of something else. Now everything's getting past the expiration date. Times being what they are, I'm only talking cans and auto parts salvage. Oh, and music players. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Cheers! Where are you gents staying tonight? We're just gonna head back to our tree fort. Oh. Uh-uh. Nobody gets in or out after nightfall, order of the generals. Last thing we need is a bunch of drunk or stoned idiots wandering off the woods and getting gnawed on. Bad for business. Uh-huh. Well, I guess that's settled. Oh, I'm sure we can find you boys a place to sleep tonight. Oh, absolutely. Where are these generals, then? Some of them are here, but they run the whole shop out of Center County. See that house over there? See the van with the fat clown painted on the side? Aye. Whose house is that? That's the command center. Well, I see you're not shy with our hospitality, gentlemen. The shape we've seen in the last few weeks. It was absolutely necessary. Those steaks are bloody marvelous, weren't they, Grant? Haven't had a steak that good in years. Oh, don't worry, spooky anonymous avatar of the underworld. It'll be well worth it tomorrow when we trade. 
Oh, I think you took most of your trade tonight. Stakes, our good booze, Joe and Rose here are two of our best girls. No. You don't mean these sweet girls are, are, are professionals. Way to break the fourth wall, you jerk. Watch your mouth. You watch yours, young man. No matter what this woman does for a living, you will treat her with respect. Sure. Dad. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. We offered and they took us up on it. No worries. I just hope your story about that truck and trailer check out. Yeah. I'd hate to have to work off all this in trade. Tell you what, man. I know where you can find two gorgeous mint-conditioned transport helicopters. Well, only slightly bloodstained. Full of cargo. My group can't get to it with all the eaters around it. But I'm sure you lot could get them in their cargo. What's the cargo? There were relief flights, so I imagine rations, tools, radios, ammunition. You mean your camp was too weak to break up a mob of rotters? Like I said, mate, civilians mostly. If we asked the children to charge a quarry full of eaters, we'd never hear the end of it from the mothers. And we don't have enough ammo to take them all out. That's kind of why we're here. Interesting. Aye, that we are. So, is all that worth this plus a 50-50 split on a cargo with you not taking the Blackhawks? Well, I don't know if we have anyone who can fly. General Ying can. Still, if we hauled them back to Center County, it would be a big score. I don't know. This sounds too Monty Hall for my tastes. Let's, let's wait to hear what the generals say. That's why they're here tonight. We'll keep an eye on you guys. Not too close, mind you. We know you'll want your privacy. I think in the morning we'd like to drive you guys back to your camp personally and check out the merchandise. Wouldn't have it differently, gentlemen. By the way, I'm the doctor and this is my partner in crime, Mr. Grant. We don't care who you are. We're here to make a deal, not friends. Well said, Mr. Dark and Sinister. I like your John Wayne swagger. I'll call you Duke. You then, sandy-haired and soft. You look like you do more with your head than your back. I'll call you Halbert. Hal. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, then. I think you've had quite a bit of whiskey. You're gonna have fun, okay? Well, come on, Duke. Let's go chat with the boss. You. Perhaps you'd like to join us. Oh, of course, sirs. Absolutely. Good evening, ladies. Gentlemen. And artists. <laughs> uh, yes. Good night. Listen, Joe. Yeah, sweetie. Look, Joe, I'd say this oh, right? I think that's very possible, Grant. Gentlemen, ma'am, I take my leave of you. But not your senses, I hope. Of course not. But just in case, I'm taking the Hennessy in the event that I want to get my Kanye West on. <laughs> what the bloody hell are you on about? Get out of here, you crazy kids. Ah, young love. Is there anything quite like it? Oh, I don't know, Doctor. Tell me, what do you want to do? Perhaps later, you and me, we could spin around the cosmos and I could show you my sonic screwdriver. That sounds great. But first, I'd like to get to know you a little better if you don't mind. Ask me anything you desire, Doctor. Examine me as deeply as you'd like. Too right.
So, um, Grant, why are we headed out to the barn? Why not? I hear a lot of things happen in the barn. Well, yeah, they do. But we can make our own things happen out here under the stars. Listen, Joe, can we just drop the bullshit for a minute and talk like people? <clears throat> what do you want to talk about, Grant? I appreciate, you know, having you here. I love the steak and the beer and all, but I'm just wondering. What? My tastes run a little different. Doc back there, he's happier than a pig in shit right now. Me? I was wondering if instead of being my sure thing this evening, you could serve as my concierge. What does that mean? What's in the barn? Animals. I want you to show me the barn. Oh, I see. You're one of those people. You got a problem with that? The way I see it, you're making out on a deal by spending your night on your feet instead of off them. Hey, what's that over there? Where? I can't see in the dark. Hey, boys. You okay? Drunks. Just a couple of... Oh, wait. No, they're not drunk. I thought you said we were perfectly safe. I didn't. The generals did. Nobody around. Okay. Get behind me, then. Step back. Wait a minute. There is nowhere safe. The key is to... Destroy the brain. I passed that class. How? A hairpin? Here's your next lesson. Pretty impressive. How about the other two? You shot them? I didn't. Then who did? They did, probably. Good shooting, by the way. The barn, then? That's Luther Bloch. Did you know him? Yeah, yeah. Everyone knew Luther. He was a badass. Badass. Well, can I tell you a little story? Another one? Hmm, you are just full of stories. But I like your accent. It's hot. I could curl up in your arms and sleep for days. Tell me a story, Daddy. It's not a funny one, I'm afraid. But I think you'll appreciate it. About a week ago, my mate and I were working our regular gig, taking care of monsters, trying to keep our little family alive and working. This Luther bloke shows up riding this awesome Harley Davidson, like he's King Zombie Slayer. And he's looking for three wee lost girls. He says he is so sick, and he knows they're around somewhere, likely near Pudwinch, where they grew up. He was pretty banged up, so we took him in, bandaged him up, took a description, and wouldn't you know it, we'd seen someone like that a few days before. He said her name was Constance. I see from your expression you recognize the name. As fate would have it, 
We were out there a day or so before, on our way somewhere, and this young thing, no much older than 16, comes running out of a gas station shop. We almost shot her, thinking she was an eater. Pale skin and bones. But we kept our heads, stayed frosty as Grant might say, and we took her in. She said she was looking for her sisters. We were separated two towns back, but she had an idea where to find them. We were going to take her to him, but she never told us where and ran off into the night. She took some supplies, found the car and drove away. Mr. Badass had a photo and we recognised it. Sent him west, we did. Mm, I am so sleepy. Why? Don't worry, my lovely. I want you to sit still for the rest of my story. Anyway... A few days later, Grant and I were on another road. And who do we stumble across but Mr. Badass? He doesn't have his Harley. He's in one of those crossover things. A big fat black car that looked like a hearse. It was broken down just off the main road. So we stop off and offer our assistance and he shoots at us. Can you imagine? I guess that's a pretty badass thing to do. But we had to shoot back. He goes down with a 9mm hole in his left leg and while he's sitting bleeding over the asphalt with three Senegal MPs pointing weapons at him I find two little girls in the back seat. He found the girls? Aye, he did that. Two girls, barely girls, just about babies they were, naked. He'd bound them in barbed wire, not rope, not handcuffs, not even coarse twine. They'd been that way for days because a few of the puncture wounds on their legs and arms were infected. One gangrenous. The wee one, 12 years old if I'm a day. Our medics couldn't help her. She was beaten by Mr. Badass so badly that she didn't need to be tied up. He'd broken both her arms. Her sister, well, she's with us. But she's more like caring for a plant than a person. We're hoping we can do better with the baby she's carrying. I'll say no more about that for now. But guess what Mr. Grant found? Our girl Constance in the trunk. Mr. Badass cut her open from throat to belly button and shoulders to shoulder. When we politely asked Mr. Badass what he did with her insides, he said he used them to set traps for eaters. Oh my God. Oh, my God. My dear sweet Rose, I've found many horrible things along these roads in the past three months. And what horrifies me most is that the worst monsters in this world still have a pulse. So I'm going to ask you very politely, as a gentleman, to tell me who the generals are. Oh, Doctor, all you had to do was ask. My God. Duke. Where's your better half? Peeling the wool from over his eyes. Where's your partner? He and Joe are discussing religion and politics somewhere. But my question still stands for either one of you. Luther Badass was paid to hunt these girls by the generals. I'd like to know why, please. Why? Were they your property? You're saying they're yours? Everything here is. Even you. Control is ownership. So the generals finally set you straight, huh? Shut up. Hey, what's wrong with Rose? A little interrogation technique. Part hypnosis, part of the alcohol. 
I needed to impress upon her the need to understand the seriousness of my question and remind her what might happen to her or Joe and anyone else you say you own. Mr. Doctor, what makes you think she hasn't seen that before? How do you think we keep our whores in line? A good pension, dental? If Rose here is unconscious, sick, or stoned, we can still cash in. Still, we can't abide by people abusing our people like this. You prefer to abuse them yourselves, then? Oh, please. They're sheep. And of course, you seem the type to abuse sheep. Oh, yeah. Smart mouth on this one. They wouldn't survive without us. Right, so you think because you're good with pointing a metal tube at things and pulling a trigger that you're the elite supermen of this tribe? Well, you know... He who has the biggest club is usually the one in charge. And since Rose here did a thorough frisking when you arrived, we know you don't even have a club. Oi, that's quite the double entendre there, mate. Say, I got an idea. Let's go talk to one of the generals. That's why you're here, isn't it? Okay. Okay? No sarcasm? He's drunk. And he's a reasonably intelligent guy. He knows he's beat. I'm sure he'll wait until we're outside, and maybe someone out there will take a few shots at us. But in here, we're in charge. Right, Doc? Well, yeah, right about some of that. I'm a bit pissed, to be honest. But not so much I couldn't get the best of either of you boys. Sure thing, Pops. And you're right that there's someone out there waiting to pick you off would believe. But it isn't some accountant from Lehigh County who thinks his Gander Mountain discount card makes him some kind of survivalist. You have a hunting party? Oh, that's sweet. The Happy Valley Militia took out a hunting camp of about 50 guys who tried to muscle out an auction once. Muscle in. That's so nice. No. But you're right. I'm very agreeable to your terms. You're welcome to what we have out there, if you can take it. Until then, I guess I'm your hostage. I need a tour guide. I'm interested in what this place has to offer. Okay, but you don't seem like the kind of guy who wants to be here. Oh, on the contrary, Joe. There's something for everyone here. Hello again. Like you, Joe has no sense of theater. No showmanship, showgirl shit, show whatever shit. Allow me to give you the nickel tour at 80% off. And at the end, you can give me your two cents, and I might even give you a penny for that. You don't need me, then. Oh, no, you're here with us. Come along. <clears throat> Welcome to the barn of human delights. Exhibit one to our right, as we wander the main hall. These stables have been converted into suites of pleasure, accounting for the most particular clients. To our right, Mr. Grant, the celebrity bondage room. It's hot in here. What is this? What's with the lamps? Wait till you see behind the curtain. Chosen for their impeccable bodies and for the pristine states as we found them in repose. We give you... Gods protect us. Stars of screens big and small. Angelina Jolie. Legs as long as the night and as treacherous and exciting as the winding road. 
Next to her, we have the cheerleader with the power to heal herself from that awful television show. Long blonde hair, tight teenage muscles. They're alive. Undead. Their mouths are sewn shut, and someone silk-screened faces under the masks they wear. See how they writhe seductively against their restraints? Some clients like that. Regardless, their passion for you promises a night you will never, ever forget. The heat lamps warm their bodies so it almost feels like the real thing. But I promise you, it is a delight. Speaking from experience? If she won't tell, I certainly won't. Now, I can see that uh, you are more disturbed than titillated by this. But before you say no, go ahead. Touch them. Better that than the best robot doll. I don't think so. That's disgusting. Uh, and <laughs> and before we break the mood, allow me to escort you further down the lane to our next exciting exhibit. Step right up, friends. Behold, the three-headed zombie. <laughs> Good lord. A rare find, a grotesque mutation. Joined by its sickly cousins, the 50-footed zombipede. Both kept secured in steel cages. Usually the smell of a crowd drives them insane. Good fear. They give me the creeps. More than usual. I'll bet. So, what? You sewed two heads on a third body? And that sick freak down there on the chain leash? The beautiful thing is that the flesh does not rot. Whatever keeps them ticking preserves them like mummies. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have a few of those wrapped up down the hall. <laughs> ah, but here are sad little clown bubbles. I think I've seen enough. Every circus, every sideshow needs a... Well, little person. Zomidget. No? Not to your fancy. People come to you and want to sleep with this? Heavens, heavens, and hells, no. <laughs> That's not what this part of the show is about. <laughs> when the lights are low and the crowd draws near, we bring out the star attractions. Hey, let go of me. Of course not, my dear. Step right up and don't be shy. Because you will not believe your eyes. See how they hunger. This day care of terror longs for the supple tender flesh of young Joe. Stop it now. That's enough. Most performances we use a depressant or other hallucinogens. But this pistol will serve our purpose. Depending on the crowd, we might let one of our exotic dancers come forward to tease and tempt Please. the creatures. I hate these things. I have nightmares about Who doesn't, them. honey? If you don't, you'll get in the pen with them. Let her go. This isn't for me. No, but it is for me. <laughs> I enjoy this a great deal. <laughs> Particularly after a long day. See, I love how the sweat glistens off her heaving chest. See how the children react? How they long to suck it. They lust for beauty's heart. And arms. And liver. 
<laughs> oh, her body shakes, lost in the panic of her imminent doom. Just one bite. A mere nibble from any of these drooling, rotten maws in her life ends. She'll become like them. Perhaps to become her own exhibit someday. Stop! Now! We draw closer and closer to the gnashing teeth. Her breaths become short. She is helpless in my arms. I alone have the power to condemn or save her. I alone stand where you are. As I inch her porcelain features ever so close to the monster's grasp, you don't want me to slip or stumble. <laughs> Once this beast has its hands on beauty, it's over for her. Besides, the ladies already frisked the both of you quite well when you arrived. That a fact? That's factual as the gospel. Please stop. I don't want to be one of them. I can't stand it. Who are you? Defense Intel? MI5? CIA? What militia are you with? Oh, so this is your version of interrogation. These things and I, we understand each other. They have no ego, no super ego. They are pure id. Pure instinct. They see something, and they take it. Then do it already. Why should I care what happens to one of your people? You don't answer to me, but you do answer to the generals. How much will you owe them after this? One of these killed everything, everyone I loved. They destroyed my home, my business, my life. So you think stuffing a corpse into a slinky black dress and spray painting a celebrity's face onto a mask is normal? Sane? Showing off dead children in a horse's stable? That's sane? Nothing's normal. Nothing's sane. Are you kidding me? What did you expect to see here? Whatever I expected left my head when I saw the human centipede. You got human heads stapled to wooden carts. Oh, when we first opened, we had races. We put helmets on them, rolled them down to a slow, shallow stretch of highway. It was incredible. Fifty zombie heads in custom wood go-karts, all rolling down the interstate. We had a line of people, thousands cheering for their favorites. They would bang into each other, tip over. Some went off the road into the woods, and it was over. It didn't matter which head won. We took great pleasure in crushing the life out of them at the finish line. I see now. You weren't coming here to see this. You thought you heard Luther talk about the girls and bringing them back. Oh, you saucy customer. You thought you'd find little girls here. Maybe little boys. You were anxious to get young Benton down here. Oh, yes. Well, we don't sell that to just anyone. And he's not here in the barn. I don't know what Luther told you, but that is not what we're about. You think we'll just let any low-sloping forehead mouth breather pay us in canned beets for our special stock? No. That's not what this is about. This is about the future of humankind. Wait, what? He's not here to get some, Hugh. He just doesn't have it in his eyes. <laughs> it's always the quiet ones. 
He walks with unmasked tension. He moves deliberately. Every time I've shown him something, his eyes were seeking something else in the shadows around the corner. What are you looking for, Mr. Grant? The truth. <laughs> Elusive and vague. Oh, no. What specifically are you after? Slaves. Slaves? Slaves? Here? This isn't the California plantation in 1800, my friend. I'm aware of my position in time and space, but the fact remains you folks paid a goon to come out into the wild to hunt down three little girls with orders to bring two back and make an example of the third. We did what? No, no, that's not right. That can't be right. Are, are you talking about Constance? Because they said they never found her. They didn't. But evidently Luther did. And then our two curious customers found him, right? Yes, he had them. What was the plan? Bring them back to be part of this exhibit? Of course not. They... I think it's time the generals had words with you and your friend. The others were right to send me down to keep an eye on you. Joe... Did you or the others mention that Luther was a serial killer? He had a history of mutilating people. I'm betting his creative mind was behind this exhibit along with you here. Now, sir, I am a gentleman. I earn my toast and jam by selling tickets. Yeah, I know. You seem to enjoy it. Luther Haynes Weston found all three girls, Joe. He found them hiding in a small house near Oil City. He did unspeakable things to them, Joe. I found Constance in the trunk of his car. She was, what, 17, 18? Why was he bringing them back? They weren't prostitutes. Joe, don't say another word. I'm going to get... They weren't prostitutes. He wasn't bringing them back for that. At least, not the way me and Rose do it. Uh-huh. Okay. These generals, I do want to meet them. Barker boy, take me to your leaders. Sorry, friend. It doesn't work like that. You gotta work your way up like everybody else. Oh, dear. Now you've done it. So who are you? You ain't a curious observer. Captain Grant, United States Army. Former. See, we don't recognize that army. You gotta go west about a thousand miles for the army to have any juice. Yeah, we're the army here. You're the poser. Who the hell are you? I am General Dirk. This is my brother, General Kirk. And this is our hungry pit bull, Ringo. Ringo says, hello, or fuck you. It seems the same to me. Zeringo wants to know why you're here, Captain. He also wants to know what you taste like. Which question would you like to answer first? Hello, Doctor. Hello, you. Call me Ying. As in Ying the Merciless? I hope not. Who are you, really? Me? Well, I'm just a doctor. Doctor of what? Human nature, medieval metaphysics. I have a master's in music and a bachelor's degree in the bossa nova. 
How about you? What's your curriculum, Vita? I am a general in the Happy Valley Militia, the largest citizen-led militia in Pennsylvania. I run this facility and control all militiamen in South Clarion County, all of Westmoreland and north to New York. Here, I am the law. I am the government. That's very nice. You aren't from around here. No. Where? You ever heard of a place called New Lockhastle Bridge upon Hellmouth? Where's that? Near Wilkesbury? No, no. Scotland. It's a lovely town about half day drive north of anywhere civilized. Just off the M8. Small town. It's never been captured on Google Maps because it's always covered by rain clouds. <clears throat> Our main exports are jet pilots with attitude problems. And cheese. So, Doctor, you come here, unarmed, with a friend. Did we find Mr. Grant yet? Under control. You eat our food and drink our wine, cavort with our women, and then threaten us. Why? I don't think there's a threat in there anywhere. See, we're a little concerned about why it is you'd send a convicted serial monster out after three wee girls. Particularly when there are so many other monsters out there. Why would you risk a bullet to the head just to ask me that question? Can I ask you, what the fecking fuck kind of name is Ying? Do you have a brother Yang? It's short for Yingling, like the beer. It's a very common name in Pennsylvania. Pencil. What? A very common name in Pennsylvania. What did the poor L ever do to you? Are you stupid or something? Well, at least I can pronounce the name of your bloody commonwealth correctly. Penswoods, Pennsylvania. Every primary schooler in my country knows it. Fine, whatever. If you want to be evasive, we'll just stick you in the arm with a syringe full of Clorox and nail you to a phone pole. Oh, that how you attract your mates, Mr. Ying. Listen, sweetums. I don't want to come here and pee in your pond. I came here to make a deal for our people and to find out what you're all about. Now, Mr. Halbert McStickfinger behind you there says there's no deal because he's just going to take what you want and leave us where perhaps a pot a lot of us can piss in. Did he say that? Yes, I did. There's no reason we need to agree to their terms. The two of them emptied half a case of beer, ate four steaks, slept with two women. Yeah, I heard. It's not like we're low on that stuff. Seriously, unclench, man. You tell us you have a trailer of rock and a truckload of roll. A regional delivery truck with assorted beverages, beer, foo-foo malt bevies, and a snazzy trailer with meth lab inside. I don't want either in my camp. I know from what I see here that you'd have better use for it. Plus two Blackhawks is a bonus for not totally buggering us on the deal. And that's fine. See, Doctor, it's a shame that you're not a real doctor, because that would be the biggest bargaining chip of all. We desperately need doctors. We need people like yourself with big brains and sharp wits. Oh, now you're getting cuddly with me. Let me just see if I understand what's happening here. You open your camp to anyone who can pay. You offer them drink, food, entertainment. But you've got some of the fattest freezers and pantries I've seen. You're taking people in for rusty candy yams. But despite the abundant amount of boobage I've seen tonight, it doesn't have that horn dog Sarah's only feel to it. Why is that? Why do you think? A few possibilities. Organ harvesting. Yeah, really? Well, see, I wasn't big on that one because I didn't hear the locals complaining about missing family from this place. There's no sign of government operations or early morning express trucks rolling out of here. Rose seemed quite shocked when I dropped a bit of sleepy time juice in her pint of fake wine. Not a lot, 
but enough to make her more susceptible to my undeniable charm. We only thought that because your boy Luther cut all the organs out of Constance's little body, he didn't dig into her or stabby stab her like some nutter on smack. Nope, he did the right white chapel and removed them slowly and precisely while her sisters watched. I really, really had no idea. I know. It's hard to do background checks on your hired assassins these days. Now that's not fair. We just needed them back. What for? That's a lingering question, isn't it? Figured it out yet? That's why you sent your boy to the barn? See, Grant thinks it's just run-of-the-mill human trafficking. I mean, it's horrifying and loathsome, but again, I don't know. How about I just tell you? Would that save us time? Wait for it. We're almost at the Matlock moment when all is revealed. Fine, I see you're impatient. You snatch up teenage girls and boys and make them reproduce. So you do know? Propagating the species. The one thing I didn't mention to Rose was that when we met Constance on the road, we knew she was pregnant. About five months, we reckon. When we found her body in the trunk, we knew she wasn't pregnant anymore. So we thought to ourselves, maybe we should go meet these new neighbours and find out for sure how sick and twisted they are. Not that it matters much to me, but I hope you realize that we're not all psychotic serial murderers. This is why you let us in. Mainly because we had a trade, but also because there was a chance that being a doctor meant we could help. Strong backs and smarties were ushered to lovely ladies for a second interview, while you lot tossed about the idea of a trade. So how many kids do you have? And where are they? Scotland Yard for the win. Sorry, Doctor. It's a private matter. But I assure you, it's all consensual. Sorry, not buying that one. Please, think about it. Teenagers, we pay them to play. They'd be doing it anyway in the back of cars. Come on. Do you want these teenage girls out there without supervision? We take in pregnant women all the time. I'm surprised your investigation didn't turn that up. We did hear about two local girls picked up by Red Cross trucks and sent to Centre County. And who runs the Red Cross these days? Hi there. Listen, Scotty. We have equal opportunity employment opportunities in our little concern. You're smart. I don't want to insult you with threats. If you're a cop, you have no juice here. If you're a preacher, leave your literature and go get farked. If you're with the government, we no longer recognize the Commonwealth, county, or feds here until we see legal, legitimate elections held. So what are you? I'm United Nations, brother. I'm the voice that's left of the whole civilized world. And on their behalf, I'm telling you we don't much like what you're doing here. Mike? Yeah, boss. I charge and find this man guilty of conducting military incursions into this territory under Article 2 of the Happy Valley Militia Articles of Confederation. I sentence him to death by beating. Do me a favor. Take him out back and beat him to death. I don't have a gavel, mate, so this empty beer bottle will do. Ah, uh, as much as I'd like to... Shouldn't someone else do this? Aye, lad's clock would be so perfectly clean by me you could do lab work between the gears. Fine, get your pal What's-His-Face to do it. Oh, the Duke! Excellent! But I was hoping it would be you, Sunshine Ying. It would be nice going out taking the teeth out of the templated knight with delusions of relevance. Sorry, that's not the way the storybook ends, Doctor. Hey, maybe you'll regenerate into someone a little more reasonable. Yeah, I got the reference. We're not all hillbilly NASCAR freaks. Some of us watched PBS growing up. Bye-bye, Invader.
What do you think, General Kirk? I think Ringo's hungry, General Dirk. Uh, would, uh, would you gentlemen mind if I uh, return to my duties? It appears that you have things well in hand. You don't have your hairpin, do you, Joe? Sorry, it's still stuck in that rotter's eye socket. And I'm sorry to warrant, but you're on your own here. Super. Sweet Jovich. She knows where her bread is buttered and who keeps her butt covered. Who are you with? Why are you here? And where, exactly, is this loot you propose trading with us? I told you. I'm Captain Grant, United States Army. Personnel code 324-PA-9711. No cop to the Geneva Convention here. You know, we've got your buddy in interrogation. He's not long for this world. Either. Yeah. Either. But the way we can do this won't involve blood, pain, and slop. You know, Dirk, he just doesn't realize how generous we're being. I think we need to show instead of tell, Kirk. Ringo? Wretched hand blink. Bite down hard, Ringo. Make him bleed. I want the deadies all excited. He follows orders. He won't swallow any of your arm, but he will tear it up a good bit. Consider the number of veins and arteries in that part of your body. Consider the amount of blood pumping through there right now with all this excitement. Listen to the eaters. They can smell it already. And do you know how long it's been since they've eaten human meat? Oh, sorry. And when you kick or punch Ringo, he gets upset and targets the soft flesh bits of your belly. Should have mentioned it. He used to just tear a hole in your crotch, but he's never. Bah! Schnell! Wow, that's a gusher. Go ahead, use your shirt. Wrap it up. We won't stop you. We're not uncivilized men. That's what Ringo's for. Oh, I hate it when you lap up the blood, Ringo. Oh, I wish you didn't do that. So, now you know where we're coming from. The next phase is to cut off your parts, Ringo chews up, and we feed them to the eaters. This process continues until we run out of you to cut, or you tell us the stuff we want to know. I know, I know, it's all lowbrow action hero nonsense, but whatever works. Precisely, Dirk. Wow. You're gonna slip on your own fluids there, Captain America. Dirk's got a soft tummy about these things, so we tend to accelerate the process after the first bite. I bought this at a gun show, back in the oppressive days of your liberal, freedom-hating government. It's 18 inches of stainless steel. 
I love the elfin engraving on the side of the blade. I speak elf, you know. Played a lot of D&D. Know what it says? It says, Bad motherfucker. Seriously. I bought the matching wallet to go with it. Cuck. You notice it isn't exactly stainless since we used this on breathers and eaters. I don't like it when Dirk there uses it because he likes to play Conan and break bones. Fills the blade. Whereas I like to target the joints. Hurts more, but saves on maintenance. One day, this blade will hang in a museum. It will have a legend about it. It helped pave the way for a new America. Built on the ashes of the old. Would you shut the fuck up and cut his arm off already? Jesus. See what I mean? So, last chance, Cap. Don't black out on me now. You could put up a fight if you want. Oh, that's mighty Irish of you. Doesn't matter, though. You beat me, Michael over there will just shoot you. And even if you get past him, there are ten others in this camp between here and the gate. After that, we've got people in the woods out there. Well, I guess that put things slightly in your favor. Sorry I called you Halbert, Michael. That's a good name. Not for you, but it's a good name. Shut up. Oh, yeah. You're pretty calm looking at death. Listen, punky Brewster. I've seen so much of death in this last ten years that I think I know her more intimately than my ex-wife. And strangely enough, it's the only thing I loathe more than my ex-wife. A foreigner. You probably brought the plague over here with you on a boat. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Why are you just standing there? You know I'm going to kill you, right? I'm going to punch you in the skull until your brain squirts out your nose. What's with the finger? Why are you pointing at Michael? Yeah, what's up with that? Bang. Oh, I get it. Finger pistol. I don't get... Well, so much for your armed guard. Makes things a little more even. Oh, hell. Sniper! Sniper! Forget it. By the time you find where she was, she'll be somewhere else. So will you, I'm afraid. Stop pointing at me! Don't. Leave his gun be. The target is painted, mate. I may as well be holding the gun myself. Yeah, come on. Fight me like a man. I'm unarmed. Come on. Yeah. Well, no. That's not the way your roles work, is it? It's not about a fair fight. It's about power. Not about helping the innocent people you saved, it's about exploiting them. It's about using them for your own pleasure. Oh yeah, come on man, you're a coward. Yeah, stop pointing that finger at me. You could fight back, you have a choice. Are you brave knowing that a 50 caliber round will do to you? I mean, where did his head go? Where's his brain? It's not oozing out his nose. He has no nose, no face. Look at that, mate. Are you brave enough? Are you good at math? What? Mathematics. The answer is 1.9 seconds. The variables are the distance you're standing from the muzzle of my partner's 50 cal rifle, which fires rounds the size of your eye at 850 meters per second. My guess is you'd need me to convert that to feet before your brain could start to wrap around the distance question. But the important thing you need to know is this. From the time I press my thumb down onto my finger, You'll have about two seconds to live. Now, 
at that distance you have a chance because the person looking down on us has to decide if you're going to stand still or go for the gun. The difference is maybe a millimetre or two in one direction, but it gives you a fighting chance to get there, get your mate's weapon and get me before she can rechamber, aim and fire again. I'd say if she misses you have about 10 seconds, but that's the choice Duke. Do you think she has you in her sights right now? Or she's waiting for you to go for the gun. When I press my finger and my thumb, you'll have two seconds to decide. Don't. Don't. We, we can negotiate. Fine. Let's negotiate. What will you give me for taking Constance's life? And her two sisters. What? Constance. Your boy Luther. He got at her like a biology experiment. Took her unborn baby. The girls whose names you'll never know. But I didn't... I didn't do that. No, you just paid Luther to find her and her sisters. You said to kill Constance in front of her baby sisters so they wouldn't dare run away again. You wanted the babies back so they could be raped and abused. No, it, it wasn't me. Who are the generals? Not that Ying twat. But the real ones. I, I don't know. Ying knows. I, I, please, what do you want? Give me back Constance. Give me her baby sisters back. Give me her child back. Give me a Christmas miracle, Mr. Duke, and I'll spare everyone in this godforsaken trash camp. I can't. You're crazy. You want to know about power? You're right. It is about the ones with the biggest club. Bang! What? Wait! Well done, Sarge. You're a right angel. Oh, look. A rifle. Well, let's see about getting out of here. Not tonight, Limey. HG World, Episode 6, Part 1, and Shadow Still Remain. Featured Keith R.A. DeCanado as Todd Rage, Glenn Bartram as Hugh the Barker, Ayub Cody as McGinnis, Michael L. Stokes as Grant. Frank Bedeni as Hal. Scott C. Wentworth as Duke. Kimberly Guyanopoulos as Rose. Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as Joe. Ron Runeborg as Ying. Jules Ishmael as Dirk and Kirk. And Frank Bedeni as Benton. The episode was written and directed by Jay Smith. Dialogue processing and digital services provided by Michael Stokes. Production assistance by Martha Limbo Terrar, Carol Stokes, Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard, and Ginny Swan. Production logo and additional art by Adriana Limbo Terrar. This show was edited with Magic's Music Maker and Reaper, with some sound effects from freesound.org. For a full list of Freesound contributors, please visit us at www.goodmorningsurvivors.com. Jonathan Colton appears courtesy of the Creative Commons license. Visit jonathancolton.com for music downloads and concert information.
There are a number of things that we can all do to help stop the spread of the coronavirus and protect ourselves and our families. One is simply to clean your hands often. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place or after blowing your nose, coughing, or sneezing. If you don't have access to soap and water, then make sure you use a hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. And finally, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. These are some simple things that we can all do to help protect ourselves and our families from the spread of coronavirus. Be well, everybody.